Welcome to the Pantheon Plus Rewind. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the Rewind. As always, I am joined by my very perceptive co-host, Theric, and today we have a lot to discuss in regards to Pantheon Rise of the Fallen. Join us as we dig deep into the developer stream, dig into the community discussion across all forms of social media, really, and provide updates on how we're looking to evolve Pantheon.plus, as well as the newly added content you can find on there. Of course, we're also going to touch on our wish lists and maybe even give some heads up on some great deals. What's even better, today I will not be ranting for five minutes to start the <laughs> rewind. So, Theric, uh, with that said, are we ready to get this started? Yeah, I love that we record this on a Friday night now rather than Saturday morning so I can like drink and not feel like I might have a problem. Mm-hmm. So, I've got my little, my Jameson Irish whiskey here on the rocks and I'm ready to go. I have no idea what you're talking about. This show is live right now at noon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking at noon on a Sunday, that yeah. might be a bigger problem. Yeah. All right, well, here we go. Let's get started. This week in Visionary Realms News and Notes. So in the VR News and Notes, um, we had a couple different things here we're going to discuss. And we're not going to go into this like crazy, um, but we did have the developer stream Thursday night. And the reason I say we're not going into it like crazy is because not only can you go watch the developer stream, but we also did our episode of Pantheon Plus U on it, which was really long and had a ton of community in there. We'll talk about that later. So anyway, last Thursday night, we were treated to another uh, monthly developer stream hosted by Ronick, Ben Dean, and Chris Perkins. Uh, during this showcase, um, again, you can catch the full video on Pantheon.plus if you click the Visionary Realms logo at the top. Um, we were treated to a large-scale move of Black Rose Keep, um, told that testers would be receiving emails in the next two weeks to sign up for some shorter testing sessions, and that after that, there was going to be sort of more... Um, group organic sessions later in PA5. And we were also shown a new website, which was a large improvement from the current website and promises to be easier to update. So that's kind of just like a quick run through of what you saw. If you Again, if you want to see more detail, check out the, the full video that they put out. But my key takeaways from those notes above are kind of simple. Um, first, putting Black Rose Keep into a much more expansive area really did it a great service. Uh, for those of you that don't know, this was something that the player base was really asking for, the people who actually got to get in there. And VR delivered pretty big on this. Um, while we only saw it in gray box form, it looked pretty massive. And I, for one, was really excited to traverse like the outside of the area now, not just the inside. And I think that adds a lot of depth to it, personally. In regards to PA5, it's coming very soon. And I think people uh, all across the Pantheon community, whether they're a tester or not, are getting a pretty general excitement just to see what it means for the future of Pantheon. Um, And we're going to see like a real slice of Pantheon gameplay for the first time. So finally, the website piece, uh, again, which I noted a lot of people have been craving this website update. Um, The big thing that stood out to me is that we saw a new searchable FAQ database, which I'm really excited to dig into. Like I'm going to take, as soon as this launches, I'm going to be on there like digging into this hardcore um, because Ronick did confirm that during the stream that this is updated from the one we see on the current site. So I'm really curious to see like how the new uh, FAQ differs from the old one. And I think that could like like tell us something, right? I'm thinking yeah. of going in and actually like clipping the old one so that I have it so it doesn't disappear. Um, and then like being able to kind of reference different way they word things because there could be some secrets in that for sure. <laughs> yeah, like a side-by-side comparison. That's a really yeah, right? good idea. I mean, it's uh, how much of a nerd am I that I'm comparing FAQs? Yes, guys, this is what I do for the Pantheon community because I love it. Um, 
Overall, I would say that the stream wasn't super long. Um, they covered some patch notes. They took a couple questions. Um, but what we saw, I think, was was enough to be dubbed a pretty successful and exciting stream. Now, while this was going on, for those of you that don't know, I love the recap show. It's one of our most popular shows that we do, but it is super stressful. And uh, having Theric now a part of like all the recap shows is phenomenal because he was taking notes like crazy. And um, oh, yeah. for those, yeah, and for those of you that don't know, like I'm screen capping and saving pictures and putting them into OBS. I actually during the stream capped the background video, went into Premiere, Adobe Premiere put the video in, cut the audio out, cut it down to fit perfectly, exported it, and then had to bring it in. So it's just, it's crazy during these and having a partner in crime therapy. I thank you greatly for that. I don't um, know how you did that before. It's uh, that's some technical wizardry if you ask me, but uh, <laughs> it's stressful. I'm happy to do it. It was, yeah, I was taking, I was taking lots of notes and um, you know, I find it actually, it helped me. Um, it made me enjoy it a bit more when I was sort of writing things down and, and, uh, having them to look back on and reflect on it. Um, there were a couple things that, that I noted as well, um, through the stream and from the, uh, patch notes sections that they, uh, that they do. And I love that they do this every time now. It's really, I think it adds a lot. Um, going back to Black Rose Keep, like you were talking about, um, you know, I, I heard some comments afterwards, people saying, oh, they're starting over, you know, why did they, they did scrap the zone? It's like, no, they didn't. One of the things that uh, uh, Joppa said was that they did finishing passes on Black Rose Keep, right? So finishing passes certainly doesn't mean that they've scrapped the last one and started over with a whole new one. It means they've expanded it. They've, you know, made it quite a bit bigger. Verticality has been added. And I think just it also just reinforces um, something that uh, we may not uh, realize is that the world building isn't really what takes the most time in making a game like this. It's the mechanics and the underlying systems, right? The sort of the the strings that pull the puppets, right? That's that's where the really hard and the time-consuming work goes in. And I'm not a game developer. I don't know this, you know, 100%. But from everything I've read and everything I've been learning while following this game, that's been my understanding of it. Yeah, so, and, and um, I got to tell you, like, I think, you know, they gave a shout-out to Jimmy Lane. Um, yes. I think that his skill set, for those of that don't know the dev team very well or don't understand sort of how the whole dev team works together... Jimmy Lane is super high end. Like he's not like, and this isn't knocking on anybody else, but this is a very um, tenured developer. And I think that they really gave him a big shout out because he's able to really hash this stuff together much quicker than we may think. And I'm excited to see like, now that we've seen that in gray box, it's actually kind of cool to see gray box before the finished product, because mm -hmm. it really gives you a different appreciation for it. Yeah, we saw with the Merc. And then on the last stream, again, in the patch notes, they talked about being much further along with the Merc, right? So it's it's really cool to see this whole process play out right in front of our eyes, right? Um, the other thing from the patch notes that I want to mention that we didn't actually talk about on the uh, Pantheon Plus U show last night um, is what they said about the NPC text. And they uh, Java made a really point, uh, did a very concerted effort to point this out, how NPC text will look differently if they're, so to speak, talking to themselves, right? So it'll be italicized. And why this is important, he said, is that it's something that you're overhearing. So it's cool because that means that you have to be in a state that would allow for you to, to do this, right? Allow for you to be overhearing a conversation, whereas the NPC thinks they're alone, right? 
So, you know, I know stealth is, is your, one of your favorite mechanics and, and I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised, not surprised, but I think you're going to really enjoy this uh, little feature that drop up threw in there uh, to sort of give us even more immersion into the being a party to a conversation. Maybe we're not supposed to, right. Did you catch that as well? Yeah. And it's interesting because what you just brought up, like, <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, but you know, I, I wouldn't say that in my MMO history, like I am a rogue. Like it's really not been me. For those of you that know me, I, I've actually tanked in every game, like heavy tank. And then sometimes a backup healer just to feel like a needed role type of thing. But then like I rarely play DPS and I, I did play a rogue a little bit in WoW and in the newer streams and games that we've done with like the Pantheon Plus community, I've been playing more rogues. But I got to tell you, like sitting back and thinking about my mindset coming into this and picking rogue, is it just me or does being a rogue seem to benefit from every announcement? Like, <laughs> it, like climbing, I'm going to be better at that. Oh, sweet. You know, now you we're going to hear NPCs if you're quiet. Yeah. Traveling, it's going to be difficult, right? I'm really yeah. excited about being a rogue. I got to tell you. Yeah, I think you made a wise choice. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so th that's what I took from the stream last night. Those were some of the highlights for me. Yeah. And you guys can, like I said, check out the whole dev stream recap. Um, and again, we'll talk about it later, but Pantheon plus you, you can check that out. www.pantheon.plus. You'll see them as the newest videos. Um, when you're watching this, you'll see it for uh, Pantheon plus or for the VR stream. So you can, you can dig in as much as you'd like. We're just kind of covering a little piece of it. So skipping past that now and going to our normal VR on Twitter section here, we had two different Twitter discussions that were pretty fun. I thought, um, and I know not everybody loves these Twitter discussions, but what I like about them is like the community, right? You start to see familiar names of people who are just part of the community, um, whether it's on Twitter or, or wherever we talk about. So th there was some fun conversations here. So the first one was you're about to fall off an extremely high ledge. There's no way to stop plummeting before your gruesome depth. Uh, what are your last thoughts? So this is a pretty fun one. We had Joshua on Twitter say, how do I pull someone with me, either a minion or an ally? I do not want to die alone. Uh, Lexer said, I should have been naked. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure why, but he wanted to be Don't naked. Ask. Yeah, Don't let's ask. not ask. Yeah. Um, everyone knows him by mirth. He said, I'm not bound here. I'm not bound here. I'm not bound here. <laughs> Anyone from EQ days knows what that means. That's for sure. Um, Disposalist, who's uh, always around on all the different social media, said, he should have thought twice when Kilson said, I'll hold the rope, buddy. <laughs> ah, more rogue love. I love it. Um, let's see. Bonsai Badger said, where was my last save point? So another person is like the bind thing, right? Ashley says, crap, not again. <laughs> I can, I feel that one so much. I don't yeah, know about you, but when I'm running around the world, I have a tendency to fall off things for sure. Yep, me too. <laughs> uh, Kennedy64 says, cry, I was about to log. And then in parentheses, they say, because that's always the best time to die at an MMO right before you're planning to log out. Of course. <laughs> yeah, Murphy's um, Law. Yeah, exactly. Gideon Driscoll said, should have memorized Levitate on my limited hot bar. Little Ooh. little jab at the LAS there. Little jab. Smart. <laughs> Although like levitates probably on the like utility bar. So I don't know. That might be on you. Yeah, that's um, on him. If you don't have it up when you're running around, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, Tool Rezzer says, uh, jump towards the best spot for a corpse uh, recovery. That's smart. Um, there's yep. been a lot of games you die on like an awkward ledge and 
It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> Your at body's all. like clipping through the wall. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. New uh, GNU is his name. Um, I love this one because this is great. He's thinking to himself, I need a victim down there to shadow step to backstab and loot and then pretend this was part of the plan all along. I do love that. There's games where like you can do some sort of like teleport style move attack and negate it. And like as a rogue, like they have that that death from above or whatever it's called. Like if you could pull that off to save yourself, that would be sick. <laughs> it's sort of like when you're walking down the street and you trip, but then you try to pretend like you didn't trip and you're looking around to see if anybody noticed. I think that's where he's going. With yeah, that yeah you kind of turn it into a little dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, you're not meant to do that. <laughs> um, Arc Magos Dominus Minius Pod. That is wow. a Twitter name. Crazy. That's a Twitter name. He says, I can see my house from here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vulcan Selick says forward slash LOC for location. Smart, smart yep. person. I don't Easy. know where I'm at. I'm going to die. Where did I die? Yep. <laughs> um, Glenn Smith says, do I have clean underwear on like my mother taught me? It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> so this one's funny. Uh, Joshua, uh, Joshua says, um, everything is climbable. Try to grab a ledge or a wall. I'm really interested how that yeah. plays out. If yeah, you're falling, right? If you're falling, can you grab a ledge or a wall? Like it's an interesting because concept. In most climbing games, in games where you can climb, that is the case, right? You can usually sort of Spider-Man yourself back onto the wall. So yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Um, a couple more here. Worst ESNA says, uh, I knew I shouldn't have gone AFK with auto run on. <laughs> I've been there too. <laughs> and then last, Daniel J. Stutzman says, can't let this face mask fall off. Oh. Safety first, man. Safety, Safety first. first. <laughs> yeah. You want to get sick while you're falling. Yeah. So my thought that I responded with is uh, that I just pray safe fall saves me, which it never does, by the way, um, especially no. at that high of a level. But a man can dream. Eric, what are you thinking when you're falling to your death? I had a hard time coming up with something here. I, I thought there's so many potential funny things and I just couldn't come up with something. So, I mean, I think I would just be thinking, well, at least I'll leave a beautiful corpse, right? <laughs> well, beautiful, you are a ranger. Beautiful elven ranger corpse at the <laughs> bottom of the hill, splayed out in, in some sort of, you know, dramatic pose. Well, the chances <laughs> are, I mean, you'll probably land on another ranger that's already down that's, there. So. <laughs> so I might not die. Maybe I'll cushion my fall. <laughs> Who knows? So that's yeah. phenomenal. Well, the next one was a little more serious and uh, in true fashion of the Pantheon community, it was uh, a lot of, of positive responses here. But the question that VR put out there was reputation. Is your character's in-game reputation important to you or do you act without the worry of consequences? So this is a pretty interesting question. Um, I think that a lot of people in the Pantheon community are going to be pretty similar here, but... We had Micah say, even in games where you can be a complete jerk with no consequence at all, I still answer kindly. I don't know. It just feels weird to me to be that guy. Um, so I don't want random NPCs in a single player game to think that think well of my character. Um, yeah, I think my character's reputation should be important. Uh, Zerg Jerk says, towards NPCs, I don't care. Towards other players on an RP server, of course. Uh, JJ Padaria, who's a awesome member of the community, he said, reputation's important in a community-based game like this. It would be nice to get into a group and do things instead of being blocked or blacklisted. Plus, social interaction can actually be rewarding. And then he put in parentheses, I know, such a concept in 2020, LOL. <laughs> um, Rykoth says, important phrasing you used. 
character. I'm a role player, so I like to think that character and player are not the same. If I play a warlike ogre, I hope he has a reputation of befitting that character versus, say, a human knightly type. That was a really good point made by him. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad somebody brought up the RP aspect of this because I never, I didn't think of it from that aspect. Um, And uh, yeah, that's a really good point. I agree. Like sometimes not being loved on a certain character might actually be how you want to play. And it's not one of those things like I want to be a troll. It's just that it's that weird like in between, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a big difference between being a jerk, you know, as a person and that's your reputation as a person and being playing a class that is unfriendly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, yeah, like if you're a scar, you're trying to play your, yeah, I don't know, it's interesting. Um, yeah. At a play by Cedar or Sartier um, said, it's nice to be loved. Uh, Danner said, uh, always be the best you that you can be. In game or in person, it's the same. Garbage is garbage out. Garbage in is garbage out, he says. You will get much further with a smile than a harsh word. Like that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well uh, said. Yeah, Adrian D says, incredibly important to me. I want to be the player everybody wants to play with. Not, oh my God, don't invite him. <laughs> That's going to be me. <laughs> no, come on. Now. Oh, minus. Don't bring him in. Um, no. Glenn Smith depends on the possible benefits that could be damaged through careless actions. It's definitely a great layer to an MMO. Justin says who I am in life matters. Being in a game doesn't relieve me of my responsibility to be a good human. My reputation is much less of a concern. That's another great point. Um, Mm -hmm. Reputation kind of has that little bit to it. That's like fame. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes people like, he's just saying like, I just want to be a good person. Like I, I, I'm cool being in the middle and not necessarily having to be remembered for everything, but you know, make friends by being a nice contributing member. And that's, that's a really good point. I thought. Yeah. I think I like, I think what he's saying is, you know, we don't, you you know, the keyboard warrior stays, you know, somewhere else, like be who you are as you would treat people in the real world. Right. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trisha Stafford said reputation is very important. Being behind a screen shouldn't make you change the person you are, man. If there was like one magic wand thing that I could do, it would be to make that a reality. But the, you oh, know what yeah. the problem is? Is I think that behind the screen jerks are actually jerks who just try to pretend not to be in real life. Like that's that's my sure. theory on that, right? Like when oh, no one right. can see you, you are the person that you are. I think that's yeah. kind of what I've always Anonym- said. Anonymity is a, is a bit of an enabler a lot of yeah. times. Yeah. Jeremy said, of course, it's important. People losing sight of that is part of the reason that there's so many problems with pugs in the modern MMOs. Nobody cares about their reputation or anyone else since it's all going to go away as soon as you leave that group. Amazing point. Another reason why in like Pantheon, we don't want that. Like looking for group instant teleport stuff. Um, At Plastically Eve says, I'd rather have a character where the actions matter. Murder hobo games aren't fun. (laughs) I love that. I love the the fact that like gaming communities come up with these amazing terms like murder hobos. <laughs> I've heard it a lot lately. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't know why. A lot of murder hobo games out there right now. That's, that's it. Uh, and the last one here before we get into ours, Andy Humer says, uh, that was one of the best things about early EverQuest. If you were a ninja looting training pile of poo, you could <laughs> and would get blacklisted so yes it matters um 
So for me, you know, I replied uh, as follows. I put, you know, the easiest way for me to answer this question is the simple hashtag, hashtag community matters, which is the reason that Pantheon Plus exists and why I personally quit WoW to support that Pantheon MMO. So obviously it's important to me. Um, Derek, do I even need to ask you? <laughs> no, I think you know my answer. I, I'm not going to try and say it better than what the community has said because I, I think those answers are all absolutely on point. Um, you know, it's it's very important to me. Um, your reputation is is who you are, and and in a social game, that's that's what it's always going to come back to. So definitely, yeah, I definitely think I will be that guy. It's like, oh, don't invite minus. I mean, especially the elf hate might not put me in a great spot. Uh, We'll That's all just happens. surface level stuff. We know you're a real good person on the inside. <laughs> so we'll see what happens when Pantheon launches. No I'm kidding. <laughs> so that is it for VR news and notes. When the Pantheon community speaks, we listen. So let's dig into social media and see what the discussion is all about. Okay, so off to PantheonMMO.com and the forums we go. Uh, it's a bit quiet this week for uh, in-depth discussions, so I'm actually going to use the opportunity to give some props to a uh, Rewind listener and my new friend and fan fiction author, Tech Ninja. He's also known as Jayosk in the YouTube chat, so if you see him there, you can say hi. Uh, so he's a prolific and really talented writer, and he's actually got two stories running simultaneously over on the forums. Uh, the first one is called Faith and Family. And I might have mentioned it in a previous episode. I can't remember exactly, but it's up to chapter six now. The most recent chapter being called An Ink Blotter. It's a really uh, intricate story of a family's journey and their relationships. And I don't want to uh, try and attempt to describe it too much more in depth than that, because I feel like there's a lot more to come in the story. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I'm, I'm uh, very much looking forward to the next chapter. Yeah, and so like I said, he's got two stories going right now. The other one uh, is a, is a uh, prequel, actually, to Faith and Family, and it's up to chapter two, and it's called A Wizard's Request. Uh, the chapter two title is called Making Do, and it was posted just earlier uh, a couple weeks ago on uh, June 9th. So this story is actually kind of a nice change of pace from the other one, which is a little more serious. This, isn't, this one has a lighter tone. Um, it's so far, it's features a group of adventurers who are sort of loosely associated through their common tasks. Um, and there's a really nice interplay of the personality and uh, character uh, between them going on. And then, as you'd expect, Pantheon lore and terminology are also on full display, and it really anchors it in the world of Terminus. It's one of the things I like about the most about the fan fiction is that it just, when that terminology and the, the places and the characters are used and you recognize stuff. So, Jay, if you're in the chat right now, great stuff. Uh, fan fiction is just a great way for me, uh, in my mind, to experience the world through another set of eyes. So, like, if anyone's out there listening and you're looking for a way to, like, a creative outlet um, and writing is something that you enjoy, don't be afraid to jump in and give it a shot. And, like, it's not about being a lore expert or anything like that or even having, you know, sort of like an in-depth knowledge of the game. You just got to find that one thing that resonates with you. And then the story comes to you. Um, that's been my experience. And the forums are home to all different kinds of writing styles, levels of experience. So I really encourage everybody to just, you know, be brave. Give it a shot if you're into that kind of thing. Now, I, I mean, to talk about myself a little bit just for a second here, I'm, I've got a fan fiction piece that I'm working on right now. And I've got about 10, 10 chapters written so far. Um, the working title is Shadow of the Thorn. And you'll get to see uh, a bit of Fair, fair Thale and Throne Fast. And if you're just a little bit familiar with elven culture and sort of the the 
peoples of Fairthale, I guess you'd say, you might have a little preview of the antagonist of the title right there. That's all I'll say for now, but with the summer upon us and over the next month, I'm hoping to really get some, some work in on this. Um, I like to sit out on the deck and write in the, you know, on a nice sunny day. Um, so hoping, thinking maybe I'll get it released to get it finished sometime in the next month or two, end of the summer at the, at the latest, probably. So again, it's something I really enjoy. So I hope you guys, uh, I hope you guys go over to the fan fiction forums and, um, you know, check that out. That's awesome. Man. But, I'm actually uh, looking, for, that's news to me. You did two things in that little section. You broke the fourth wall. By pretending we're doing this live and giving a shout out directly to chat if he's there, which I hope yep. he is because we literally, you just broke the fourth wall. That was awesome. <laughs> no, and I didn't know you were writing uh, this, this fan fiction piece in cha- mm-hmm. 10 chapters. I mean, you're going to put it all out at once, I take it. I am. Um, yeah. The way I did it before, I did another one and I did it chapter by chapter on the forums. Um, and it was okay as a first way to do it, but I, I, I think this is going to be way better. I'm going to try and do it all at once, get it all done and put it out as a whole, a whole thing. We have to do something special for that. I'm kind of really excited for it now, even though it is about elves. So that's really cool. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Anyway, enough about me. Let's go over and, and say hi to some new recruits over on the uh, Introduce Yourself uh, subform. Uh, three uh, new folks this week. First up is uh, Ruinar. And so he writes, uh, my first exposure to MMORPGs was a conversation I had with a friend about EQ1. He filled my head with all of the adventures I could have. After a conversation, I remember really being excited at the prospect and I wanted to try it out, but couldn't obtain my parents' permission. We had one family PC with dial-up internet and somewhat strict fundamentalist values. So I put it out of my head until one day after I was well on my own, I saw an advertisement for the trial of the aisle. So if you're not familiar with that, that's uh, the uh, EverQuest 2 starting area. So he immediately downloaded and waited and waited and then played the trial. Uh, He says, I fell in love and EQ2 will always be my MMO home despite many long breaks. So for Pantheon context, I've been watching every stream over and over since 2016 and finally pledged last year and now just waiting with bated anticipation. So yeah, definitely uh, EQ2 doesn't get enough love. I think early EQ2 was a big, I'm a big fan of that as well. Um, next up is uh, Chucky XD. He said, hello all. I was an EQOA player for quite some time on the Dyronhold Dyr- uh, server. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Anyway, anyway, he says, trying to find uh, any familiar faces from back then and hoping to find a guild to play with and some of them again. He goes on to list some of his EQ uh, online adventure tunes. So you can go check it out and see if you recognize any of those names. Um, he's hoping to meet up with some of those old uh, EQOA players. And then last up, uh, Keith P. says, hey, all so back in 1999, I was working over the summer as a student custodian at cleaning schools. One of my coworkers kept telling me stories about his EQ magician adventures. After days of hearing them, I knew I had to get in on this. Up until then, my gaming had mostly been console RPGs. It wasn't long until I somehow convinced my parents to let me use their credit card and jump into Norath. Being an awkward and underconfident freshman in high school in EQ uh, gave me a virtual world to feel at home in. I made many friends from all walks of life, from partying college bros to kind husbands and wives. I often wonder where many of them are today, and I'm very excited to try and recapture that magic in Pantheon and explore new worlds, perhaps switch roles, and now being comfortable in my own shoes, uh, being a grown-up and uh, befriending some folks out there that maybe were in my shoes back then is basically what he says. Uh, Mostly excited just to be shouting out of character, looking for group, hopefully sometime soon. So yeah, no. So go over there and, uh, and say hi to those, uh, those uh, new recruits. Um, 
In addition to the new community members, I actually wanted to bring some attention to a uh, new fan site that popped up this week. It's called Guilds of Pantheon, and it's uh, made by Morwen. So he posted it on the forums as well as over on the uh, Pantheon MMO subreddit. And let's try and spread the word about the site. Uh, here's how he describes it. So he, he says, Guild Recruitment, a better way. I wanted to share a little project I've been doing while waiting for Pantheon to release, and I was wanting your feedback. It was born out of a need to recruit better for my guild, as I find forums to be limited and hard for players to find a, a guild to join. So I've created a guild recruitment database where guilds can create their own page with info, Discord, Twitch, recruitment details, that kind of thing. And where players can easily search for their new guild by filtering guild types, tags, and more to help them find what they need. So it's just in beta right now, um, so it's still a big work in progress. Uh, but he says, I welcome all feedback and suggestions. Thanks for reading. So I went and checked it out and it's a really good looking site. Um, it definitely has some some bugs and some issues still um, and, you know, uh, lots of work to go. But uh, the interface is really nice and clean. And some of the most important aspects of a guild, like preferred time zones, the guild's discord, like he said, they're right up front. And it's really easy to just sort of look at it, do a quick assessment and say, hmm, this guild might be something I'm interested in or not. So like so far, so good. And I applaud efforts like this, like people out there uh, connecting uh, the community and Pantheon in, in whatever way they can. We've said it on the show a few times, uh, you know, guilds are going to be super important in Pantheon. So the more ways we have to find uh, just the right one, the better. And uh, Minus, I know you're huge on guilds and uh, something like this is, I think we've got something in mind like this for Pantheon.plus, the site, right? Yeah, that and that's, and I'm so happy that you actually brought up their site here and that you brought up that it's, you know, it's something we've been talking about as well. You know, mm -hmm. the one thing that I do want to make really clear is that, you know, yeah, we're, we're really trying to push Pantheon plus uh, to be, you know, a definitive site. And we have all these amazing ideas and some may come to fruition and some may not. Um, but the big thing is, is that we also still want to make sure that, you know, we're built on community matters. So while we may have some pretty cool guild stuff, I don't want to, get into it too much right now because it's really right. in depth and it's going to be a massive challenge to pull off what we want to do. It's pretty crazy. Um, Poiru says yeah. that he can do it. We'll see. Um, but the thing is like, even if we do, I don't want to take away from these other sites. Like that's, that's really important to me. And it's a really awkward, um, it's tough to manage, right? Like mm -hmm. this guy's putting out a great site. I want to help push it. I want to tell people to check it out. You know, and we're going to do some things as well, but we want to be able to not just say like, check out our site. Like we would also want to pitch their site. That's what we oh, do. for sure. Right. Yeah. So, and I love that you brought it up on here because I think that's something that people are, may have a tough time getting used to with us. Like when we're starting to put out these new features or these new things that trying to encompass everything that is Pantheon, we're probably going to step on some toes. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see how we're going to deal with that and how the community reacts to that going forward. But I do want to make sure people know that, like, even if we do step on some toes, it's not to um, to like be like erase people or try to be better or be competitive. Like, we just oh, yeah. want to try to do everything we can for the community. But we do want to still support people like this that are making these sites like there's room for all of us. And I know yeah. that that sounds maybe cheesy, but but it's true. There's room for us. the same same way that our content creators work. Right. Like, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was, you know, I was just going to say like, there's definitely room for, for multiple people to be doing the same thing. Right. And, um, and, uh, yeah, like you say, uh, it's, it's not a comp, not competitive, it's collaborative efforts. Right. And we always look at, yeah. we, we learn from each other. We're inspired by each other and we, we see other people doing things. And we're like, Oh, that's a really good idea. You know, and it's not like, 
you know, one thing or another. It's, it, it can be both, right? Everybody has a place. So, and, l- and let's be honest, like with everything we're trying to do, there's going to be people that beat us out on certain things. It doesn't mean we're just not going to do it. Right. Like, yeah. And, and, and listen, I'm going to be open and honest, like for us to create what we hope to be is an amazing site for people to go to, to help the community. I'm sure we'll see ideas on other sites and be like, Oh, that's a good idea. You know? Yeah. Um, I it's just, it's going to happen. Um, but like I said, I do believe there's room for all of us. And I do believe that the bigger we can make Pantheon plus the bigger we can help push these other sites too. And I really, really mean that you guys can hold it to me. Uh, hold me to this. Remember this episode 12 of the rewind, write it down. Um, we will not forget that this entire thing is built off community matters. So we will, as, as the bigger we get, we will use that to push new content creators, new websites, new fan sites, new writers. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. So uh, let's go over to Reddit and see what the subreddit, uh, the Pantheon MMO subreddit says this week. Um, it's actually, we're going to stay on the topic of guilds um, because somebody had a really good post. Uh, Newhauser77 uh, had some thoughts on how Pantheon should innovate with uh, guilds in the uh, genre. So here's what he had to say. He said, this is where Pantheon should innovate. Pantheon is understandably doing the opposite of uh, doing the opposite of innovating in some gameplay areas. They're intentionally returning to some original concepts that made MMOs great. However, I want to discuss one aspect that they should innovate in, and I think we all understand that in this game, there will be a heavy reliance on community. Grouping, transportation, reputation, the epitome of community. The guild. I believe Pantheon should innovate in how they handle and implement guilds. So guild UI and functionality in most games that I've played has been very minimal. Sure, you can give ranks and you have guild banks and that kind of thing. But what, what about adding things that make the guild uh, the backbone of the community it should be? So here's a few of the ideas that were in, that were in his mind when he wrote this. Uh, firstly, loot distribution. So DKP, loot council, rolling, that kind of thing. Have these systems in-game instead of using a separate website or a tool. Uh, guild quests or tasks. Allow the guild to post quests that members or even non-members can compete, uh, complete. It could be everything from trade skills to epic quest items, helping members with something like that. Uh, another one is guild currency. So this could even be lumped into the DKP type system, but allow guilds to have things like guild marks or badges or whatever currency you can think of. So you could, this could be used as DKP rewarding certain guild jobs. Um, and then he says having guilds status matter in some way in the world. We talked actually, actually about this a little bit um, last week on the on the Rewind uh, just regard to uh, guild faction but so he sort of takes it a different way he says all the raids and the achievements that the guild earns should benefit benefit the guild's status this status in turn should be able to be leveraged to aid all members of the guild in some way i'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute um he's he uh the last one he says is guild issued notes so really this would be an awesome feature to give every player but especially the guild allow the guild to publish an official guild note imagine offering a raid healing training to your members once they complete the training, they get a guild note certifying they've been trained by your guild. Um, so maybe these ideas, so he says maybe these ideas have already been implemented in games that I'm not aware of. If so, what are your thoughts on how Pantheon should handle guilds and the functionality of guilds uh, within the game? So the community had tons of thoughts on this. Um, I won't read all of them, but I'll, I'll go through some of the highlights. There's actually an interesting mix of support and opposition here as well. Um, first up, uh, Zarzak TZ said, several of the systems you suggest exist in EVE. There are badges you can award. There are contracts anyone can create, but you can set to who uh, can see them and uh, which are a type of assigned quest. So like bring me X and you get Y. 
the status thing just sounds like perks from modern MMOs, which isn't a bad thing, but it does widely exist at this point. Um, Xantub said, what I don't want is for guilds to be required. So this is what I was mentioning earlier. Um, some people don't like being in a guild, but if guild if a guild offers in-game benefits other than the inherent benefits of getting help from guildies and communication, then people might feel forced to join one. So like banners, titles, guild-specific loot mechanics, that's all fine, but nothing uh, like combat bonuses, transportation, quests, or anything that a guildless player wouldn't have access to. Uh, Bjorn SOS said, Joppa mentioned DKP being part of the guild UI, and he's right. I do recall him saying that in a recent stream, um, so we, we know that at least. Um, Glass Cleaner said guild status is confirmed. They have a bunch of guild stuff they said they're going to reveal in a later stream, but I think it is going to be pretty robust. Uh, Halfwise Two said, "I hope not too much is I hope not too much focus is placed on guilds. I hate MMOs where I feel like I have to join one. Rather, I prefer to play at my own pace. And then if I encounter a fun set of individuals who I get along with, I might consider joining the guild if they'll have me. Always found it strange that some people roll new characters and immediately start looking for a guild to hop into." So I can actually get behind this feeling too. I, I don't generally join guilds for those kinds of benefits. Um, you know, I join them because I enjoy the company and it takes time to sort of discover that. Um, I'd agree. You don't really want to make guild membership uh, too much of a tangible benefit um, or anything that at least outweighs the social aspect. Um, Zion Rasari said, awesome ideas. The only concern I have is the same as others have said with regard to status, but that comes down to implementation. The only other thing I'd be worried about is over-incentivizing joining the biggest, baddest guilds for overpowered perks rather than focusing on joining guilds for community. So like what I was talking about just a second ago. Uh, Zeitgeist9k says, I agree 100%, but this seems like an area that would be much easier for a small team to knock out of the park compared uh, with three animations or world building. It's a really valid point, I think, in my mind because resource allocation is always something that you know the team at Pantheon is has to take into consideration. Um, and then our buddy Erikai, uh, last uh, night we had him on the show and we talked to him. He said, now on the other hand, um, or sorry, he said, basically anything uh, you would handle via an Excel sheet out of game would be awesome to be able to manage that stuff in the game. Uh, he was ta- he talks about he was playing on Eridune last night and he was part of a Plane of Sky raid. They were making a Google sheet managed by the guild who has what keys so the loot master could distribute the keys, uh, the key pieces appropriately. And he was thinking like, how awesome would it be if I was able to track this stuff in the game. So I guess to add to the OP's list, if there's going to be keying, flagging for raids or whatever, to be able to indicate that within the game, um, something like that would be awesome. So yeah, good point. And then lastly, um, Lasterboss says, great post, I couldn't agree more. Guilds need to be more than just a name over your head. Your guild should be an integral part of the game and a matter of pride. I think having a guild... uh, uh, guild tabard or like a heraldic battle flag or banner that the guild leader can bring into a battle that gives maybe an AOE or some other sort of effect when planted might be amazing. That goes maybe a little into what we were talking about earlier. But then he goes on to say, I envision a flag with symbols and that kind of thing to denote the guild's achievements, such as raid victories, epic quests, or PvT, PvP tournament wins, and so on. Each piece might be unique and bestow, uh, bestow some kind of buff when the flag is planted. So those are the those are the comments from the community. And if I'm going to be perfectly honest, honestly, I'm not up to speed with what guild functionality has occurred in the last 15 years in MMO. Uh, because when I was in playing EQ, you know, there was basically no guild tools in that game. It was pretty bare bones. Um, and then the games I've played since, you know, being a non-WoW player and not playing EVE, they're, they haven't needed those kinds of tools because they don't really, guilds aren't emphasized a lot in those kinds of games. 
So I'm actually kind of shocked that maybe some of this stuff hasn't happened already. Um, I'm all for enabling guilds to function really well. I think Eric, I give probably gave probably the answer I'd most align myself with. Um, the only concern I would have obviously, um, is, you know, sometimes you get too many integrated systems, uh, can be a bit of a turnoff when you get that sort of like nested UI menu after nested UI menu. Um, you have to just sort of be careful with that. Um, I think uh, you don't want to trade off any kind of functionality for user friendliness. Um, keep it simple, but that's again, me speaking as a gamer and not a developer. So easy for me to say. Uh, minus, I know we we did a whole show on uh, Pantheon Plus U about guilds, and you have a lot of strong opinions here. Um, what do you think of some of the ideas that uh, that you heard me talk about there? Yeah, and I'm I'm really happy you brought this topic up. This is a very important topic to me that I don't honestly get a chance to talk about very often outside of some of the shows or the concepts we've done on it. And um, so, like, you're right. There's 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 actually a lot of people against it. And, um, I highlighted some stuff as we're talking here, like, like half wise and, um, Zantub, like, you know, they don't want guilds to be required. Um, you know, I don't want it to be a reason. And then like, uh, there was a really good one here, like where Zion razor said, um, you know, they don't want to make it. So like big guilds and joining them gets you all these benefits. Now, like I can step aside and say, I completely understand like the perspective of somebody that says, I don't want to join a guild. I kind of just like being solo. I, I understand it and that's fine. And guess what? You still can be because in my personal opinion, and this, this may come off wrong, but people who play solo do not achieve what guild players achieve. Um, typically, right? Like you might get in pugs and, and check out some end game content, but you're not going to do it at the frequency and organization of that as a guild. So if you say to yourself, well, like, I don't want to be forced to join a guild because I'm not going to have these perks that make me stronger. Well, you're typically not that kind of player anyway. Like if you're not in a guild and you're not maximizing your time and your effort and your efficiency within a guild to achieve like high end content in a game, then are you really going to care if somebody gets an extra buff or boost because they're in a guild or have tenure or built loyalty or whatever the heck it does, right? Like you're, you're yeah. in a sense, even with systems that are out there now, you are getting that. Your gear's better. Your your ability to get gear quicker is better. Your partnerships are better. Your scheduling is better. You're already getting these things, whether you have systems or not. So that's sort of, I guess, a lot of people won't agree with me, but that's kind of me saying like, it's kind of like if you're on the outside looking in and you don't want something on the inside, well, you're outside already and it's not really going to matter. But for yeah. those of us that want to be in a guild and those of us particularly that have run guilds, whether you're an officer or a leader, we need more tools and we need more tools because it's community and there should be a reason to stay with your guild. And I'm not saying like make it so you all want to join the biggest guild because I think that if you leave a guild, there should be negativity to it. And there's a lot of people who say, well, if you leave a guild and there's negativity to it, that's not fair. If a guild leader doesn't like you or kicks you out, well, guess what? Yeah, it, it is fair. If you're not a functioning member of a guild and you get kicked out, whether it's bad leadership or your own issue, we didn't work something out. And in the current atmosphere of social media, a lot of players do not work things out. And the reason that while guilds could struggle in like recruiting and stuff is because people just leave and go join another guild and there's no consequence to it. There's no consequence to leaving a guild and there's no consequence to, to guild hopping. You just jump into where it's efficient, get what you want and go to another guild or leave or whatever. I, I, I've been on this crusade that I really think that you should have a 10 year system built into guilds 
that encourage the player to work through issues and reward and help leaders to run guilds. I truly believe that a game that does that is going to succeed in a big way because this is a point I don't think anyone will ever convince me of. If you are in a guild and you have a place in a guild, you will have a better experience than you will ever have in any MMORPG ever if you're playing solo. I'm sorry. I'm never backing off of that. A guild and the friendships and a schedule and reliance, that is what makes any MMO, any one that you play, worth playing, worth logging into, and worth sticking with. And if Pantheon makes a guild community that's very functional, helps leaders lead, gives the tolls, it will go a long way. And and the last point I'll make here, because I've been ranting, you (laughs) said like you're not sure like what innovations have been made in the guild space. Mm-hmm. The problem is almost none. Like That's none. Crazy. Yeah. It's, it's what you had in EQ. It's not that far off from a game like wow or other games, little like perk things that aren't that important, but like, yeah. let's make guilds important. Let's make it. So you are stronger if you're 10 years yeah. up in a guild. What's the problem with that? It's like yeah. being a, a lasting member of a military unit, right? Like you're going to have benefits. Yes. Um, I'd like to see more personally. And I know a lot of people won't agree with that, but I think it would make Pantheon a standout game and it would keep people playing. Yeah, no, that's really well said. I thank you for, for bringing those points. Cause I know that uh, I know how important it is to you. And, and those are all super strong points. And, you know, I think we just, we, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm shocked that these things haven't been implemented over time. It hasn't evolved um, with the, uh, with the genre. Um, and I think, we just have to, we're not used to it, you know, and, and, and we have a fear of, of, uh, social socializing or a fear of social, uh, aspects mattering so much. So we have to really put that aside, try and put that aside. Remember that that this is what Pantheon is, right? It's a social game. Um, you know, I, I get the concerns people say about gamifying it. I mean, you, you don't want to gamify guild membership and make it a, that kind of thing. But, but it's more important that it has social value and that we have the tools to, to, to manage it and uh, help it keep that social value, right? So really well said. So we will finish up over on the uh, Facebook page. So the Facebook community for Pantheon just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, group creator Chase Masters uh, let everybody know um, that he's going to have to consolidate all the new member announcements to 80 people at a time because <laughs> so many people are joining up. So uh, he's trying to sort of keep uh, keep things going uh, in an organized way over there. So kudos to him. And um, he also created a monthly event for the uh, developer stream. The last one we had uh, uh, three days ago now, I guess, if we're listening to this on Sunday, um, he created an event and people could say whether they're going to be there to catch a live or what you can do. So that's very helpful uh, because it helps to, uh, uh, helps you remember to tune in. Um, if you've said you're going to go or you're not sure anyway, Chase, you're, you're doing a great job over there and it's uh, much appreciated from the community for sure. And that's it for this week's community discussions. Let's talk content creator updates and new additions to Pantheon dot plus. Awesome. So let's talk about the content that's been added on Pantheon.plus this week. And it's uh, it's pretty light this week. You know, a lot of people waiting to hear from the dev stream. So as we stated earlier, first, you can find the newest dev stream on Pantheon.plus. Just click that VR logo at the top and it'll take you right to it as the main article right now. So you can check that out, comment on it, vote on it. Um, if you want more discussion, as we talked earlier, you can hear what the Pantheon community thought. Check out episode 39 of Pantheon Plus U. 
Um, you know, Theric and I were there breaking down the stream, but the real big part was like we had a huge turnout in the green yeah. room. Yeah, we were, it was a little bit longer of an episode. It was probably about 20, 30 minutes longer than we typically do. Um, but like we tried to get, I think we got everybody in from the green room to come on the show and talk. So like, I know you guys, thank you for wanting to hear our viewpoint, but there's a ton of community viewpoints on this one. So if you really want to hear what some of the more vocal people in the community want to say about this, there was a lot to learn. And they actually like, a lot of the community like picked up on stuff that I didn't always pick up on too, which was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, we did put up last week's um, Anthem Plus Rewind, obviously. Um, so you can check that out. We dug into Joppa's interview with Basgram and uh, LAS and Combat and all that stuff. So you can check that out to get uh, more detail if you missed last week's episode. Uh, Basgram also did a watch along that's up on his YouTube. So you can check that if you want to see how he reacts like live to some of these the stuff that they're talking about, which is always pretty fun. And as always, you can check it all out right on the main page of Pantheon plus. So we also started talking about what's being worked on on Pantheon plus. So um, last week we talked about some small features that we think will uh, clean up some of the user experience and they're, they're small, but like, um, you know, the icon set for you to pick an icon of either a class or a race to represent you in the comment section and what will eventually be forums and everything else we do on the site. Um, so you'll have some options there. There's not a ton of them, but there'll be a lot more to come. I can promise you that. And we're also getting rid of that title like we talked about. So those two things we talked about, the icons for the user and the title portion of comments, which is like clogging up comments like crazy. Um, those will be gone uh, by the time you're listening to this. So those will be cleaned up and hopefully a lot more functional because those are actually really important on where we want to head with some things. So um, it's it's not just, hey, title's gone. It's it's going to matter later. Um as we talked about before, we're, we're still really heavily invested in working on our article creation tool for the site. Um, it's taking majority of our development time right now, um, but we are um, still looking at some other things. One of the things I've been working on is taking feedback about our classes and races pages and rethinking some of the light details that make the page easier to use. And I actually sent Theric a little um, mock-up of what I think I want to do, and I think we really like it. So we may yeah. see that coming sooner than later, which will allow a lot of expansion on those pages um, without giving too much away. Like we, we want you to be able to say like, I'm a cleric and I want to learn more. You can watch media, you can read articles, you can view guides, you can look at art, you can look at their spells. Like that's what we really want those pages to be like. So this new quick changeover format that we want to do is going to make it, I think a lot cleaner for all of that stuff. Um, I don't know when that's coming because obviously articles are number one and then not just submitting articles, but how do we implement it? How do we edit them? How do we give you the ability to edit them? Um, so that's really the big thing, but this is some of the stuff we kind of do on the other side. Now, one of the interesting things and Poiru is going to get mad at me for mentioning this because we're still in the process of talking about it, but this is what I do. And this is why me and him are such great friends. Um, we've <laughs> been discussing bringing in another partner to Pantheon plus. Um, and what we're looking for is an experienced front-end web designer to work with Poiru. This person would be hand-in-hand with Poiru. Poiru does the back-end stuff and helps with front-end, but we want to bring someone in who really knows front-end web development and can work with databases and CSS and HTML5. So if you're listening to this now and you're like, hey, I would love to help with this project and become a part of our team, um, shoot me some kind of note on one of our social media and uh, we'll get some more details out on this because I think we're going to put a big announcement out and try to find someone who will really fit and be able to work with Poiru. So um, a little bit of a spoiler there. I probably shouldn't be talking about it, but that's what I do again. So 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we just really want to push features out quick and we're going to need a front end guy, I think, to do that. So other news from us very quickly, we're excited to give away a pre-alpha access code to Valor. Um, we did that Friday night at 8.30. Congratulations to Wallace Albion. He won the code. Um, and you can get right into the this weekend's pre-alpha. So that's pretty cool, actually. So thank you to Quasar Studios for doing that. We are affiliates with them, and um, they really have been awesome with us. Um, I think you'd agree, Eric, but it's really Definitely. fun to be able to give that out. And people had fun with it on Twitter. Like, it's just simple. Just retweet it, a uh, video that they put out, and you had a chance. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have more to do that. Yeah. So go watch that Valar video if you haven't seen it yet. It's the developer uh, update. It's really good. Yeah, and it's it's simple, right? It's the first one they've ever done. They're They're kind of just laying out what we could do on the pre-alpha. They're talking about their company a bit, but I think it's really good to hear from them and see them. And, you know, I'm excited to see what comes from that for sure. Mm -hmm. um, one last thing. So teaser, um, this actually, I just added this right before we started recording. Um, the next episode of Pantheon Plus 2 is episode 40. That's a big number for me. I get, it's kind of surprising that we're at 40. That's huge. Um, and we want to do something special. And since we're only doing two shows a month, it gives us time to sort of prep for the non-dev recap episode. So episode 40 is going to take place on July 16th, same time slot, Thursday night, nine o'clock. But we're going to be hosting a content creator roundtable, which um, we're going to discuss some hot topics um, and then still allow you guys to come on the air and add your two cents. Um, I have a lot of stuff cooking for this that I hope I can pull off in the next couple of weeks, but I've already put a lot of feelers out to a lot of the well-known content creators in the community and even just community members that are important and people know and are, are always out there. So uh, keep in uh, keep in contact with us and check us out on Twitter and, and in our Discord if you want more info on this because more info should be coming very soon on this. And that is it for what's going on at Pantheon.plus. Discounts, upcoming games, and general rants. Here's our wish list. Okay, so the wish list this week is a game in development called Hades by Supergiant Games. Hades is a, a roguelike dungeon crawler. It's set in the underworld of Greek mythology. So it's got a fast-paced sort of hack-and-slash style of gameplay. And now, I'm not really a big fan of rogue of the roguelike genre in general. Um, games where you like do runs and you get a little bit of a permanent improvement each time, but you always sort of start over. They've never really been my, my kind of thing. But Supergiant Games makes games that are... Uh, they take traditional genres and they always add something really interesting and fun to them. So if you don't know who Supergiant Games is, this is the company that uh, made the game Bastion, uh, Transistor, and Pyre. And all of these are unique games in their own way. And I'm a huge, huge fan of Bastion, minus I know you are too. We've fawned over this one many times about how much we both dug that game. Um, Transistor is pretty cool. It's interesting. It wasn't. It was my least favorite of their, of their games, but it still does hold up in terms of their uh, level of quality. Um, Empire of the three is definitely my favorite, and I've played through it at least three times to get like all the different endings. So that tells you that's, something. That's your it. favorite of theirs. I didn't know you liked that more than Bastion. It is. It is. I, I love that game so so much. Bastion's really good too, but Pyre is my favorite. Um, well, see, this is why we hour. do the wish list, Eric. You just sold me on a game because Bastion is literally one of my favorites all time. And if you're saying it's better, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, there there are some there are people who have criticism of Pyre, and, and it's sort of some. But I'll let you experience it for yourself without giving anything sort of prejudging it. But uh, absolutely love that game. Anyway, so going back to Hades this week, uh, Hades got its final major update um, while it's still in Steam Early Access, and they did say it's going to launch this year sometime. 
Well, they didn't give an exact date, so I know we're all Pantheon familiar with <laughs> that sort of practice. <laughs> Pantheon <but laughs> familiar. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to new hashtag Pantheon familiar. Um, but updates from the company have been really regular and very significant. They always call their updates something cool. It's, this one is the blood price update. And they actually released a gameplay video trailer, which uh, shows off what the game's all about and gives a good sort of feel for it. Like I said, they always do something different. And <laughs> so what they did with this one, in addition to the gameplay video, they did a dramatic reading video of the patch notes to go along with this update. So if you guys, again, the Pantheon community, you know Chris Kane's lore reading for Pantheon. If you like that, you're going to love this too. Now, it's not Chris, but it's almost as good. And that's saying something. So Supergiant Games actually holded, uh, hosted a Q&A on their Discord this morning, which is Friday, June 26th. Um, you mean so Sunday, June twenty yeah, eighth? No, I'm kidding. I'm bouncing all over the place between <laughs> you know reality of when we're recording and when it's actually people are hearing <laughs> this. But whatever, they could figure it out. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So now, um, like I said before, I'm I'm not a huge proponent of buying early access titles, but this is one of those cases where I trust the company enough to do that. This company you're buying is this. You're buying this early access. I actually bought it on the Epic Store a long time ago. Wow. Um, I, and I haven't played it because I don't, I don't want to play it until it's ready to go. So I have it on the Epic store. Um, and I actually got the soundtrack for it, uh, free at the time, because when you bought it, they give you the, the OST. So I trust this company almost as much as anything. Uh, maybe CD project red is the only other company I trust as much, but, um, and visionary realms, <laughs> uh, their track record is super solid. And I have little, no, I have little to no doubt that they're going to see this game through to its uh, early development. So, um, in fact, they talk about why they decided to launch this game and put it through early access. I won't go into the whole thing, but basically it was a purposeful decision on their part because they really wanted to do it with community feedback and, and sort of have, have that experience. They haven't done any of their previous titles with uh, early access. So if you like supporting small indie developers um, that make unique and interesting games, I really strongly suggest checking this one out. Maybe throw a few dollars their way or not. Um, it's a good candidate as well for my deal of the week. Um, it's 20% off. So it's $23 Canadian on Steam right now um, or $27 on the Epic Store. Um, there's a link in the description for the both the gameplay video and that uh, dramatic reading of the patch notes. So I can't wait to play this one when it comes out. But uh, yeah, that minus what's on, uh, what's on your wish list this week. Yeah, so one of the things I've been really impressed with, even though I've I've just kind of been looking from the outside, looking in for most of it, is Microsoft's Game Pass. Now, I know a lot of people know about the Game Pass on Xbox, um, but I haven't really heard as many people talk about the PC version of the Game Pass, which is only 5 bucks a month. It's $4.99 and gives you access to quite a bit of games. And I find myself digging in a lot and looking at like the list of games, but I've, I've been on kind of like hesitant to pull the trigger, maybe just because of my time that I have. But I mean, even five bucks a month, even if I just mess around in a couple games, it feels worth it, right? Like, not a bad deal. Yeah. So before I um, dig into my wish list, um, which also, again, ties into a great deal, it's important to note that um, I've never signed up for it yet. But right now, if you've never done that, you can get it for $1 for the first month. I mean, that's a steal. Like, one $1. And like, I don't, like, like, I'll give you a couple ideas here. Like, No Man's Sky is on there. You know, and that's the new version of it that has a lot of the features. There's a, a remastered version of Bard's Tale. Um, Streets of Rage 4. The new Streets of Rage is on there. Like the side-scrolling old-school Genesis game. Like I want to play that so much it's crazy. Um, you know, uh, Gears Tactics. I didn't even know they made a Gears of War Tactics game. Um, Alan Wake, which was a phenomenal game. I mean, there is a ton of games on here. 
right now for PC. Um, Age of Empires, Age of Empires 2. Um, Classic. Yeah, you know, Wasteland 2. There's there's a ton. Like, if you haven't looked at it, go to, um, like, just Google search Xbox Game Pass and then filter it by PC games. There's a ton on there. And like I said, the most you're going to pay is $5. It's crazy. So um, what I do want to talk about, like, the game that I'm, I'm really into, though, is Plague's Tale. Uh, Plague's Tale Innocence is the full name of it. So this game was actually brought up on an episode of Rankum with uh, fellow content creator Micah, who's praised this game greatly. Um, it's apparently amazingly story-driven adventure. Um, I've always wanted to try it, and after hearing him talk more and more about it, it's actually part of that Game Pass, which would cost me a dollar to try it. Um, and also, um, I, just, I just think the game looks really cool. So with a brief synopsis of the story, it's 1349, the plague ravages the kingdom of France. Emika and her young brother Hugo are pursued by the Inquisition through villages devastated by the disease. On their way, they will have to join forces with other children and evade swarms of rats using fire and light. Aided only by the link that binds their fates together, they will face untold horrors in their struggle to survive. As their adventure begins, the time of innocence ends. So pretty pretty dramatic right Um, so i have to stress that the main draw of this game seems to be very heavily story driven adventure played in third person it has an impressive review standing on steam um which right now by the way would cost you 45 dollars on sale or one dollar on game pass it has 18,564 positive reviews on steam um critics have also been very generous to this game scoring anywhere from 8 out of 10 to 10 out of 10 across all major media outlets um and listen i'm not someone who uses reviews to justify playing a game i want honestly most of the time could care less but it has to be said that like players and critics are raving about this game and did i mention as well this is an indie game like surprisingly this is an indie studio game so, of course, you know, with any heavily story-driven game, I don't expect a ton of replayability, which is fine to me because I honestly barely have any time to play games once. <laughs> um, so from what I gather, you can expect to spend somewhere around 20 hours on this game or so, which is also a fine length for me. I mean, I, I'm not even opposed to 10-hour games these days, like, compared to when me I was too. a kid. Yeah, when me I was a kid, too. I wanted 40-hour games. I don't want 40-hour games anymore. <laughs> um, and you know, I think I'm really going to trust Micah on this one and sign up for that game pass. Um, hopefully I don't get lost in the library, just trying stuff like Netflix style. Um, but, uh, or maybe hopefully I do, who knows, maybe I'll have some fun playing some games. So that's kind of a little bit of a combination, uh, plague style innocence and the, the Microsoft game pass for PC. Those are my two, two little things on the wish list this week. Those are great. Yeah. Right. Not bad. Yeah, Definitely. So everybody, thank you for, uh, again, episode 12 of the rewind. You guys make this show incredibly fun to produce, incredibly fun to hang out and talk to, uh, Theric, as always, you are an awesome partner in this show and I thank you for everything you do. Thanks buddy. And, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pantheon plus rewind. Be sure to follow minus and all Pantheon plus related content on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube under the name Pantheon plus. Also, be sure to follow Theric at Pantheon Theric on Twitter. Keep up to date on all Pantheon Rise of the Fallen information on www.pantheon.plus, the definitive source for all media of Pantheon. Until next time.